Hi there, welcome back to another episode of Social Media Manager Confidential. If this is your first episode, hey, happy to have you here. Thank you so much for tuning in. And if you're a punchy and you're coming back every single week, I want you to know that I appreciate you so much and I hope you're having an amazing week. Today, I am excited because I got to chat with Tomi Smith of 26 Digital. Love following her on Instagram, love her podcast. If you're not familiar, Tomi Smith is a seasoned social media strategist and the owner of the digital agency 26 Digital. With a background in multinationals, she has worked in social media for almost a decade before venturing into building her own agency, which primarily works with product-based businesses and memberships across various verticals, ranging from beauty to wellness to finance. One of Tomi's specialties lies in being transparent about her own social media journey. She understands the challenges and triumphs of establishing a successful online presence and openly shares her experiences to inspire and guide others. Through her transparency, she aims to show that social media can be an integral part of your business growth. In addition, Tomi focuses on promoting mindful social media usage. She acknowledges the potential negative impact of excessive social media consumption and provides guidance on striking a balance between leveraging social media for business growth and maintaining a healthy relationship with technology. She is also dedicated to debunking common misconceptions and providing accurate information and strategies to her clients. Through her expertise, she helps businesses understand the true potential of social media and how it can positively impact their growth. Through 26 Digital, Tomi offers her clients a unique approach to social media strategy. With her transparent journey, focus on mindfulness, and dedication to dispelling myths, she helps businesses see the value of social media as an integral tool for their success. So here's my chat with Tomi. Social media management is notorious for being high pressure, competitive, and changing literally every day which is why it isn't surprising that most social media managers get burned out within the first two years. So how do you keep going? How do you stay up with the latest updates, protect your mental health, and build a successful social media management business that supports your lifestyle goals? Whether that's working from home with your kiddos or jet-setting around the world, that's what this show is all about. Welcome to Social Media Manager Confidential. I'm Shantae Gorman, founder of a six-figure social media management agency and mentor to social media managers. And I'm here to dish on the ins and outs of the social media management world without any of the gatekeeping that can come along with it. You'll learn, you'll laugh, and you'll leave each episode inspired. Let's dive into today's episode. Hi, everyone. I am here with Tommy, and I am so excited. Excited to talk to you. We've been following each other, I think we said like two ish years now, but this is the first time we've actually been able to like talk face to face, which is exciting. I know it's amazing. I am so glad to be here. Huge fan of your page, huge fan of your podcast, huge fan of everything you stand for. Oh, thank you. (laughs) The feeling is mutual. I also listen to your podcast and I love following your page. So, (laughs) thank you. Yes. Okay. So let's just go ahead and start off. Can you tell me a little bit about like what your current business setup is like? So um, I own a social media agency. Three years ago, I was just a freelancer, but the agency has successfully scaled to God's glory and to our hard work. 
and now we are a boutique social media marketing agency where it's a of six. Uh, we ideally work with product-based businesses and impact-driven businesses. Uh, at the beginning, I'm going to keep it 100. That was not what we were doing because I was just trying to make money, right? Yeah. But now that uh, we have been able to get to where we would like to be, we're selective about work that sparks joy and drives impact in our community, especially as people of color and stuff like that. So um, yeah, we have a copywriter on the team, graphic designer, account managers, a social media lead, and me. Love it. Love it. Would you say, I guess, where did you get to start like actually being picky about what type of clients that you work with? Because I also started like just taking whoever would pay me. Yeah. I feel like one of the things they don't tell like new social media managers is that you're going to like in the beginning, you have to work with everybody because then income is the most important. But I feel like when you get to a point where your income is considerable, maybe like a nice five figures based on your own needs. I mean, I have two kids. I have to save for college and whatever. So I need a lot of money, right? (laughs) Kids are expensive. Yes, they are. (laughs) But I've seen single people that are like, okay, I don't need a lot of money. I just want to be able to pay my bills and stuff. So when you get to a point where your current income is good enough, you have money to save, money to spend, and you feel good, then you can start being picky about, you know, the kind of clients you want to work with and the kind of impact you want to drive with your business. I would say it took me about two years though. So keeping it transparent. With yeah, it. I, I love that. I think being realistic about it is important and like the transparency and the timelines and stuff. Because I know there's so many like coaches out there who are like, <laughs> she, she just rolled her eyes. Yes. For those who can't see it. <laughs> But there's so many people out there that are like, oh, you should only work with businesses that, you know, you're excited to work with and that you love working with. And that's just not realistic from the start, at least. Like at that point, you're just trying to make money. Like you're just trying to pay your bills. Yes. I I, I started with personal brands. I cannot stand personal brands because I, it's not my thing right yeah but I, I was doing it I was doing it and I was dying a little but I was doing it and I kept doing it <laughs> up until when you know and that's one thing I did right was also like change the direction of my content to tailor it to the people I want to attract so I really really like working with product-based businesses beauty health wellness and I started talking more about that and like showcasing things I was doing for the one client I had in that niche or passion projects based up on that niche. And people that are in that industry that needed my services eventually came to me. So positioning as well is also important when you're trying to pivot into, you know, working with a different kind of niche industry or business. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good way to go about it when you are ready to kind of pivot. Uh, So that's, that's very good. <laughs> so what got you started in social media management? I, I feel like every time I, people expect me to say something so nice, but every time I say this, it still sounds stupid, but I'm going to say <laughs> So Let's hear it. when I was done with uh, college, I 
so I grew up in Nigeria before I moved to the States like six years ago. And in Nigeria, when you're done with uh, college, you have to like serve the country. So it's called youth service where they send you to like another city and you work for, it's like cheap labor, really. So you work for the government. So, you know, when I was serving, I saw a lady, she always had like three phones. This was like in 20. 2014, 15, okay. thereabout. And she always had a, a lot of phones. And you know, one day I mustered up the courage to talk to her. I'm like, why do you have, always have so many phones? And she said, oh, it's because she's a social media manager. And I'm like, oh my God, I want three phones as well. I'm going to be a social media manager. <laughs> <laughs> and really, that was how it happened. I started reading, I started studying, I started doing so many things. And when I was done with like youth service, I started pitching to companies because then, it was not so popular, right? A lot of people were not doing it. So I started pitching. I did the Facebook Blueprint certification way back then and, you know, told them that this is what I know. YouTube had a partner's uh, program as well. I did that too. And then I got a job with like a huge multinational, a telecom company in Nigeria. And I worked there for two years and I worked with a bank and all of that. So I started out of a stupid reason, but I eventually started enjoying it, growing in it up until when I started my own business. So I always had the corporate experience before starting an agency. Got it. That's a good background to have. I think it might make it a transitioning into like running it yourself a little exactly. bit easier. Yeah. Hi there. This is Ad Chante popping in to let you know about the Sugar Punch template shop. Inside the shop are done-for-you templates that I created specifically for social media managers and digital marketers so that you can seamlessly plug and play and have a professional business without losing any more sleep. We all know we need more of that. From a pricing calculator to an onboarding welcome packet to an all-in-one social media calendar, as in you can create, revise, and have clients approve it all through Canva. Love how simple it is plus a case study template with 100 proven copy ideas to impress your clients and a social media marketing proposal template, I've got you covered. Shop the affordable templates or get the discounted bundle, you do you, at my website. I'll link it in the show notes for you. Now back to today's episode. So obviously you're like freelancing and like, you know, running your own agency. What's your favorite part about running it like as a freelance agency honestly i'm gonna keep it hundred the people yeah i i love my team so much majorly because at some point it was just me and that was hard right yeah even though i i i could do the work it was hard but now i have people that support me on the job but also support me like emotionally working from home is so hard so you know our calls light us up the kind of clients we we work with as well. For example, we have a client who is making space for like black authors, things like that. And the impact that our work also has on our community, that is like my favorite part. My team, the quality of clients we get to work. I love that. Is your team, like, are they spread out worldwide? Everywhere. We are working on bringing everybody together next year, but we're everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That must be fun too. What about like coordinating time zones? Is that? So we currently have just two people that are not in the US 
time zone okay. uh, than Nigeria because, like I said, I'm originally Nigerian. So yeah. I have like two clients that are still uh, Nigerian and they, they need uh, local support. So uh, what we just try to do is keep our meetings uh, early in the day. So that's like evening for them. I would make sure that it's super short. But every other form of collaboration happens on Slack. And one thing I have noticed is our team members actually end up looking forward to the calls because our social media lead has structured it to the point where it's, we're not just talking about work, right? We also like talk about things that you're open to sharing, yeah. you know, shows and stuff. Because since the pandemic, a lot of people have been working from home and it's so lonely. Yeah. So having people is is super key to your creativity, to your to your mental health, yeah. right? You're not alone because you can be home all day and not talk to anybody for weeks. Yeah. You know? So when you have team members, that helps as well. Yeah. And I think maintaining your mental health when you work from home is, is really important. And then you have the whole other piece of like, we work in social media and that can have a huge impact on our mental health too. Yes. Yes. I, I have been at the, forefront and <laughs> bottom barrel of this. I remember when Instagram released uh, Reels, I had a panic attack, legit. I was shivering. I I was curled up on the floor, but it was because at that point, I didn't know better. That was like two years ago, right? Yeah. I didn't know better. I didn't know how best to plan. I was allowing their updates to affect me, affect my clients. I was I was overthinking it. Yeah, basically. So I'm grateful to say that I have grown to the point where updates are just updates, right? We're thinking of working, uh, our clients work holistically, you know, with a strategy and whatever Mosteria and his gang decides to do <laughs> does not affect me, you know, yeah. it doesn't make me change a thing. It's an update. Okay. We'll see. We'll see where we go from there, especially because most updates are always have been. Right, yeah. it's, it's here, but it's not well done, and it affects nothing. So, protecting your mental health while you're working in social is something that is a, is not negotiable, and people should definitely not take for granted. Yeah, I agree. And I've just over the years, I've been doing this for almost five years now. Just over the years, I've struggled with like balancing mental health and like figuring out what is affecting it and how to deal with it. And it's not even like a you figure it out once and like that's it. It's a yeah constant cycle of figuring it out and trying to take care of yourself. Absolutely. I feel like one of the ways that I found that works for me is actually checking in with myself. So for example, I wake up in the morning and I'm feeling anxious. Why am I feeling anxious? Is it because of a meeting I have or is it because of something that is not done? Okay. So what can I do to just fix that situation? Because I have control over it, right? Yeah. If it's the fact that I am oversaturated from content on social, then I can drop my phone. Yeah. If it's the fact that I have a calendar to deliver, then I can do it. Yeah. Why am I wasting my time in anxiety instead of just taking the step, you know? So that's that's where I'm at, honestly. And it's been working fine. Yeah. I think that a lot of personal growth has to happen in order to be able to like step back and be like, why am I feeling this way? And how do I fix it? Or like, how do I deal with it? So it takes practice. And I don't think you ever like perfectly figure it out. There's always something new to learn and something new to try. I agree. Yeah. 
So I know we talked about like your favorite thing about being a freelance agency, but what about like favorite thing about social media management? Oh God, I could say a million, <laughs> but <laughs> I will start with the fact that the indus- the low barrier to entry of the industry, which can be a good and a bad thing. So the low barrier to entry is good because it allows people that have the passion to start. But it also allows people who do not want to grow in it, but just want to make money. And because everybody says it works, they get into it as well. And those mediocre social media managers affect the seasoned one. Yeah. And what I mean by that is, for example, if I am a mediocre social media manager and I'm charging $500 per month for 45 pieces of content in the month, right? And I'm doing the most basic things for you uh, and you're not seeing results. When you decide to work with maybe Shantae or me, for example, and we are charging you $4,000 or $3,500, you're like, but someone was charging me $500. Yeah. You know, you don't understand that, that whatever that person was doing was just posted. It was not informed. It was not based on a strategy. It was not based on like reading reports or market research or even like deep diving into your competitors. Yeah. So you, a lot of people don't understand the amount of work that social is yes and that's one of my least favorite part of it another one is the instagram girls that just (laughs) go on and on and on oh my god i I can't decide between the instagram girls and the tiktok girls (laughs) so the instagram girls are the ones that just tell you oh post 70 times in a day and you will go viral Uh make sure you go fantastic that is it and then the TikTok girls are the ones that will tell you, oh, you can make 10K in a month. All you have to do is get 10 clients and at the end of the day, go to the beach. You know, <laughs> it, it's hard, but it's rewarding. Yeah. But people need to know that they need to put in the work. Yes. You know, and the pandemic made it worse. Everybody just felt like they knew Instagram. An influencer that has gone viral once felt they need to name themselves a strategist. Yeah. Also, um, those are my least favorite parts. I feel like recently things are getting better because people are going back to their nine to five. And then I feel like the industry is saving the people that actually know their work yeah. and the people that don't. Those two years have been like distinguishing for people. But yeah, I, I'm excited to see what happens in the next few years. <laughs> yeah, I think people are wisening up to like, you know, doing some digging into who they're learning from and like, do they actually know what they're doing or did they just have one post do really well and like how long have they been doing it? And that's one of the things I like about you and your brand and something I try to do as well is to make people think, like know who you're listening to. Don't listen to everybody. Learn to save your advice. Learn to think for yourself, you know. Yeah. So I feel like people like us have created an awakening to a, a large extent on social to let people know that not all that glitters is gold. Yeah. Yeah. And I think part of that is we both value like transparency and like being real. It's not just just magical industry to get in and everything's easy and you'll make a bunch of money. Like it's a lot of hard work. <laughs> nights, sacrifices. Yes. Yes. I mean, I had a baby last year and that was the point where my agency was really 
scaling. My baby was born in March and I, I couldn't work during the day because, you know, babies are like that, right? But every I was working from 10 to 3 a.m. every day, you know, and that's what they're not going to tell you. The fact that, yes, you have to track a balance. Yes, you have, to, you have to have working hours, but life will happen, right? For example, school closed yesterday and my son is home. Things like that are thoughts that you have to put in mind while building your business or prioritizing flexibility and stuff like that. Yeah. So when I was first starting, my kids were little too. So like having them home or like trying to cram things in during nap time or working once everybody went in bed, like that was how it was. It wasn't what it is now where I like have set work hours and I have a team. So like if kids are sick or whatever, I can take a step back and they'll step in. But I didn't have that at the beginning. So it was a lot harder. It was. It was. So if you, I mean, we are saying all of that to say, if you want to do it right, especially when you're just starting out, you have to work hard. Yeah. And don't give up. I would say probably two years is like the mark where people either start to do really well yeah. or they, yeah, or they give up. Like two years is, is like the goal. I agree. I agree. A thousand percent. Because thinking about it, I feel like at the two-year mark of my business as well, that's when we blew up and then we we had better planning. Yeah. Projections for the business, how much we wanted to make, who we wanted to work with, how we wanted to attract them, all of that. Yeah. And I think sharing that timeline is important. <laughs> Some people know it takes time. It's not like an immediate thing. So if there's anything you wish someone had told you before you got started, what would it be? I feel like we just touched on it. Like, <laughs> yeah. don't give up. Keep yeah. working at it. If you have the passion and the skills, you're going to be glad you stuck with it. If you don't have the passion and the skills, either get the skills and build up the passion or find another job. You don't have to be a social media manager. Yeah. I mean, and you can learn the skills. It's the passion yes. that you have to have. Yes. And yeah. you know, that feeling of seeing your content do what it's supposed to do, or that feeling of uh, creating a working strategy or putting together a campaign that is working, you know, if it lights you up, it lights you up. You cannot, you can't pretend. Yeah. It's either very fulfilling or it's not. <laughs> That's what's going to keep you going. <laughs> I agree. So I know you really love sustainable social media strategies. So can you explain a little bit about how, do you, how you do that? I feel like for me, sustainable social media strategy is simple, right? It means planning for the long term. It means not uh, relying on virality or posting consistency. And by posting consistency, I mean like uh, overposting. Yeah. And, and all these gimmicks, yes. It is you working from a place of strategy and then working backwards. So this is how I think about it. For example, I am a brand. I, I, I'm a personal brand, for example, and I have an agency. But my goal as a personal brand is to get more sponsorships or influencer partnerships. How do I plan to do that? Then I take a step back to think about my content strategy, the type of things I'm posting, 
uh, who are my competitors is it Shante? Because she does ads as well, you know. <laughs> Neil, is it Shannon? Is it people that I already follow? Uh, what are they doing? What are they not doing? What learnings can I take from that? So I have a goal, but I am thinking of how I can use social to achieve that goal. But it's not something I want to be done in three days. It's a 90-day plan. It's a 30-day plan. And the fact that it doesn't work at the end of June doesn't mean I'm going to throw it throw in the towel and say, oh, I'm not doing this anymore. My goal is August, you know, when June, right? I would keep at it till August. It's sustainable. It works for me. I am not burning myself out. If I'm posting twice in a week, that's what I'm doing up until June. You know, if I am replying DMs only once in a day, that is what I am doing. I'm just making sure that the actions I'm taking are commensurate to my goal and to my timeline. So there is no burnout and there is no falling into the trap of comparison and shiny object syndrome, seeing what everybody is doing. So to me, that is sustainable social media strategy and usage. Yeah. And I feel like that's a healthy way to approach it. Like you're not putting as much pressure on yourself and how your content is performing. It's like maybe June wasn't a great month, but we still have two more months of the plan. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the angles that I I try to always look at it as well when I'm thinking about comparison is we're not the same, right? There are people in our industry that do not have kids and have the the luxury of working 24 hours in a day. You know, if it works for them, that is fine. But if you're someone that maybe has a family or you have other commitments, or maybe you're taking care of your elderly parents, you need to give yourself grace to understand that you guys don't have like the same 24 hours, number one. And also your race is not their race. That is not how far, right? Yeah. It's like comparing apples to oranges. Like they're two completely different things. Oh, I love that. Well, this was a great chat. Thank you so much for coming on here. I had the best time. And I really, really, really like what you're doing because the transparency does not exist in our industry. There is a lot of gatekeeping. Yes. But I like how as much as you talk about, you know, the best way to go about starting a social media business, you also talk about like how much you have made and how long it took you to get there. So it's aspirational for people to see that, okay, so if she can do this, I can as well. And you're making space. Trust me, you're making space for uh, social media managers of color. You're making space for all the minorities. You're making space for the people that are confused. And I think this is super amazing. Oh, thank you. Oh, I'm going to get emotional. (laughs) You're so sweet. (laughs) I appreciate you. Um, Where can everyone find you? Oh, I'm everywhere, guys. This is my job. I'm everywhere. You can find me on LinkedIn. You can find me on Instagram, TikTok. Uh, I have Pinterest. I hope to get back there. Or you can send me an email. I like receiving... For lack of words, I, I think I'm a celebrity, so I'll say I like to see fan mail. Fan mail. Oh, I love that. I'm going to start calling it that from now on. <laughs> but I'll link all of your links in the show notes so people can find you in all of the places. But thank you so much for coming on here, thank Tommy. You and I, me. Thank yes. you. Yes. When I saw the email, I was like, yes. <laughs> I know. I saw you book and I was like, ah, yeah, yeah, I get to talk to her. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much. Oh my gosh. We had such a great chat. I love following her. Definitely give her a follow. Check out all her links in the show notes. 
And if you have any friends who are social media managers, share the link to this episode with them and help them out. And if you're not already following this podcast, make sure you hit the follow button or the plus button in Apple Podcasts so you can get brand new episodes delivered straight to your podcast app every Friday. Thank you so much for listening. I'll catch you next time. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Learn more about my digital template shop, online courses, and mentorship program by going to my website at sugarpunchmarketing.com. And while you're there, make sure you join my safe, supportive community created exclusively for social media managers. It's 100% free to join and packed with really amazing resources, trainings, and people. See you next time.